your hands? That's like a baby's toy. I'm totally Batman. Oh, man. Oh. <laughs> Shh. Communing with the Earth Spirits. Welcome to California, bud. Kawabunga. The world of magic. And after that, I just sort of space out for about a Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Secondary Heroes Podcast. This week, we're talking about the 2022 brand new movie release, The Batman. This is your host, Trevor, and joining me as usual is... Hey, guys, this is Vengeance. Or Prague. Once a vampire, now a bat. This is DeLorean Wolfgang. What's and up, guys? maybe a rat? Who knows? Me? Come mm. on. Come on. I got more mm. class than that, baby. Bat with wings? A bat right. with wings? Possibly. A all bat right, with wings? Shouldn't all no, bats rat have wings. wings? Rat, rat with, <laughs> a rat with wings. That was my bad. <laughs> a rat a tat tat with a bat, bat, bat. Let's go. Rats, bats, cats. Who knows? It's all that stuff. <laughs> yep. Have you been reading my daughter's books? Anyways, we're not here to talk about Dr. Seuss, my friends. Boink, boink, boink. We're here to talk about some of the Batman. When that light hits the sky, it's not just a call. So morning. What's black and blue and dead all over? So if you are brand new to the secondary heroes, we like to start off by offering a spoiler-free portion so you don't have to turn off right away if you haven't seen it like some people. And <laughs> I would like to add as well, and if you are new, actually for our old old viewers as well, I want to pose a question. Can you guess who didn't watch the movie? Okay, you guys go ahead. <laughs> That's the trivia for this week. <laughs> uh, so with that, before we then after spoiler free, we're going to go full on, but we'll give you a warning before we do spoil the movie fully. But before then... Well, just how how was the movie? Was it worth going to the theaters to see? Was it worth braving the waning pandemic and actually going without a mask indoors to see this film? Who knows? Well, that's what we're here to define. And then we'll talk about all the nitty gritty of this. I don't even know. I'm not going to. It's so tough to sum this movie up without spoiling it. So with that... <laughs> Well, then I'll go first. <laughs> yeah, please. I'm really interested in your take. Well, I really enjoyed how dark this movie was. And when Batman came out into the light, he sparkled all glittery. It was wild. How about that? Anyways, yeah, I didn't see the movie. So, Prague, you want to go first? <laughs> no, I'm going to let Trevor go first. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, when I first saw this movie, I saw it on Friday, and... As the credits are rolling, I thought, and I was like, okay, I really enjoyed this movie. There's a lot to like. It has I, the elements that I enjoy. I don't know if this is going to have mass appeal. It doesn't seem like this is a relatively niche style and all that good stuff. And then every kind of time I've thought about it since then, and now it's four days later, it's gotten worse in my mind. And it's really tough to kind of now figure out where this film sits in my liking of it like 
I think part of it is online. There's a really positive reaction that I kind of didn't expect because again, this movie's not for everyone. But then the more I thought about it, the more it kind of holds you by the hand to explain what's going on. It's actually one of the most general, straightforward Batman type of depictions we've seen where it's not as much gray area or philosophical ideas that Batman kind of can get into in the more darker ideas. It's pretty, this is his kind of beginning character arc without the full on beginning because the movie set it's year two of being Batman. That, that's kind of as much spoiler as I'll be. And so with that, it comes with a different type of Batman. But with all that said, I think the movie's solidly a four. I'm not going to say, Oh, it's a terrible movie. It's just when I left the theater it, it was right up there as one of the best Batman movies. And it's just when you kind of are not in the theater and having it wash over you, it, it fades a little bit, at least for me. Now, when you say four, are you saying four out of five or four out of ten? Yeah. I was oh, about to ask five. the same question. Oh, that's interesting. That's an interesting take. And it's funny. That's kind of exactly my... That would be my spoiler-free take of this. I felt like this is, and I kind of knew before going into this movie that it would be a niche thing, um, just because like I feel like that's kind of how Matt Reeves is. I knew he was going to come into this as a diehard Batman fan, telling telling his personal take on the Cape Crusader. Like this is something that was a passion project of his that he pitched to Warner Brothers, and they allowed him to do it, um, even though it was out of continuity. Um, like here, go ahead. We'll we'll figure out. We'll do like the whole Flash Crisis thing who knows we'll figure something out to make this work um so i kind of knew that going into it um and i knew it'd be visually pleasing because matt reeves is a great visual director um but to your to your point i kind of had the same feeling like i i loved this movie when i when i watched it and i felt like maybe it's not gonna hit the mass appeal because it's not like a big budget uh popcorn type movie it's not that kind of batman film um which is something that i kind of like about it um but to your point, like I, th I do think about it a lot. Like ever since I I've watched it, I have been thinking about it. But I feel like it's going to be one of those movies that I enjoy more in theater or as I'm watching it than if I'm say several days down the line. I'm not thinking about like, you know, in the, what was it, The Dark Knight? There's like certain scenes where I like I'll keep thinking about those scenes. There are a few scenes in here that I will think about, but not quite on that same caliber. But I think overall, I feel like this is a movie that spoke to me like as a, uh, a a person who has read these comics for almost 30 years now like it just it really spoke to me and felt more like a jumping off point than a complete film if that makes sense like i i liked the world building that he did here and i want to see more in that playground but maybe different stories like this is pretty a pretty straightforward um detective story um, which worked it worked well for setting the scene of gotham and what we're going to have with this character. So to your point, Trevor, I think you're, you're right. I think it it was probably like one of my favorite, I think, Batman movies when I watched it in theaters, and it maybe came down a peg. Not much, like maybe just a little bit. And I think, I don't know, I don't know what it is. I, I don't think I've pinned that down yet, but we need to go into spoilers though to yeah, that, help with that. That's what's tough, <laughs> tough about it. Like, I don't know why, but it just... It doesn't hold that same appeal. But yeah, definitely we need to get to spoilers. But before we get to spoilers, we need to do socials. That's right. And it gives me something to talk about. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> so uh, make sure to check us out over on CrossTheStreamsMedia.com. CrossTheStreamsMedia.com. You're going to be able to find out 
you can find all of our social medias there. You can find all of our episodes there. You can find links to uh, our YouTube as well there. Um, soon, maybe soon. Shirts, merchandise, stuff, maybe soon there. Merchandise. Um, and then you can watch us over on YouTube and you can see our reactions to what we're saying. And you can come. Ah, oh, <laughs> that's what sorry. they look like. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I'm like I've I've slowed down all of a sudden. Uh, <laughs> but if you don't want to go to Cross the Streams Media, you can check us out at Secondary Heroes everywhere. That's Twitter, YouTube, Instagram. Maybe one day we'll get a TikTok. I don't know what we would even do there, but yes, we'll do <laughs> TikTok dances because we're old <laughs> anywho so yeah i hope you guys enjoy the show uh i know i do uh what am i saying now uh hey all this is free for you and it's priceless to us wow i lost my train of thought horribly there and i want to say i had a plan to go see this movie i did i absolutely i like had the tickets ready everything like that and i got a last minute call to work a gig and i was like yeah, I'm not going to pass up working this gig. So I, that's why I didn't see it. I uh, The other times I there was pandemic stuff. This time I actually had a really good excuse. <laughs> so there you go. Hey, that's why make I didn't money. see it. It's fine. Make money, <laughs> With the biggest spoiler aspect, before we do get there, I just want to kind of talk about the theater experience just because that's oh, kind yeah, of the biggest call. thing we're getting into now that the pandemic's kind of waning. At least, hopefully, a new variant doesn't come. And so, people are going back to the theaters. And this movie's three hours long. And it's a reminder of when you get to watch a movie at home, you can pause it whenever you want. You can go to the bathroom. You can go get snacks. You can be like, I'm taking a break and just watching another later. But when you go to the theaters, you're all in. You got to be there the whole time needing to pee. And that, that's not an experience that I missed three hours long I, I will say that was probably my only real negative about the movie was the fact that i had to go to the bathroom so bad during that third act i'm like oh my god like what, i didn't really want the movie to intermissions but... can we bring that back i don't care if movies uh, are longer but i need the dance and popcorn and stuff to say let's all go to the lobby and give us a yeah, chance to go to the 15 bathroom. minutes let me go let me go <laughs> Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Three hours long. You know what? Actually, that intermission thing is actually kind of a cool idea because that almost gives like you this little break in between the movie and you can almost discuss with whoever you're with. If you don't need to go to the bathroom, excuse me, if you don't need to go to the bathroom, you can sit there and talk about what you think you know of the movie so far that actually gives you an out as well eh, it's not going the way i really like it i'm not really digging it i'm out of here it also gives people a chance to check their phone because they're so in demand that they can't silence it so they actually get to see all this stuff like their phone is just burning off the hook because when they leave the world for three hours it fails to exist oh my they're god i <laughs> Their TikTok went viral. Yeah. They, uh, I, I had on. no idea. I was in the middle of Batman. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm a global sensation. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. I'm the new kingdom style. Right. Oh. Is that a thing? I don't know. Whatever. No. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> okay. No, the other part of it, just as a reminder of I am just super lucky. The theater I went to, 
I do the thing where the movie was supposed to start, you know, at 1.45. And so it's like, I'll show up at 2 because I don't need to watch trailers because I'm not a fan of trailers and that's fine. And so I walk in and it's the, I go to the bathroom and then I see the last bit of the last trailer. And I'm like, this is perfect. They show the little AMC logo and then nothing plays. The screen's just black and everybody's like, What's going on? It was it's black like, is this for the 10 minutes. <laughs> they forgot to like start the projector. And I'm like, this is another what? benefit of being at home. I can just press oh play. God. Like they don't even have the excuse to put on the reels or anything. It's literally a digital <sighs> projection system. You press play. It can be automated too. Yeah, it could. I don't know why it wouldn't so be, right? That does not make sense that was, at all. That was a great experience to start off this movie. <sighs> uh i i lucked out i guess i mean my movie started on time i had a decent crowd it wasn't a full theater like it was for no way home um because it was a matinee too it was later in the week um but it was a good crowd i mean everyone was was pretty good like i didn't have people like continuous like even for a movie that was three hours long like i didn't really see anybody get up to go to the bathroom i think they're just like like this movie never stops like this movie is just for three hours like it is lean and mean for a three-hour movie it's pretty impressive um but no one's checking their phones and people were getting into the scenes, like the scenes that were kind of funny, they were laughing and the scenes that were awesome, they were like really getting into it. So I kind of enjoyed that. You can tell there's some pretty diehard uh, Batman fans in the audience uh, when I went. Oh yeah. my God. I love the memes of the guy asking the woman, I'm here to see a movie. And she asked what movie and the camera turns towards him and he's wearing a full Batman outfit. <laughs> and he winks to the camera. Wink. Yeah, <laughs> obviously, that's the guy who's checking his phone while he's in the theater, going, "Ooh, did I go viral yet?" Yes, exactly. <laughs> Plenty of Batman shirts in the audience, though, but no one in full cosplay, sadly. So, and then anyway. the one other part, and it just prog reminded me of it before we started. Somebody in my theater must have like died midway through because there was some rancid popcorn fart smell, dude. <laughs> So, okay, here's something funny, right? Luckily, I was not very gassy during mine, but like online, oh I saw like several people mention that there were bad gassers in their in their audience for this movie. Like not any other movie recently, but this specific one for some I don't reason know what it was out the Is gassy it? like basement dwellers that are like comic book nerds or something. I don't know. But yeah, this is a gassy theater experience. Just a heads up, anybody who's gonna go see the Batman in theater. It just it gives me more appreciation for watching things at home. Like I like oh. the theater idea of like big, like blockbuster things where the crowd gets into right. it, but the convenience of home, man, that's yeah. just the, the pandemic convinced me that I, it's really tough to get me to go to the theaters. I, I love going say, to the theaters too. No, I agree with you completely. Like I would much rather watch almost anything at home unless it was a big budget. But I want to say that there is an argument for this film to see an IMAX just because of the sound design alone. Like the sound design and the anamorphic, you know, uh, vision that he had that he used on the lenses was, I think, worth it to see an IMAX. Because um, I've heard from people that watched it in regular, like just regular old boring theaters, and they said it didn't hit the same. So um, you're not getting that full surround sound uh, effect with all the sound editing that they did. Well, and, and it's loud. It's great. I know that you mentioned uh, you like. Do you like the experience of having people getting into the movie, like as in cheering and all that stuff like that? I'm a big fan of that. Oh, yeah. OK, see if on my second rewatch. Yeah. But on my first, I want people to be quiet so I can focus on the movie. 
it, it, if, they're, if they were inappropriate, like they were laughing at things that weren't funny or something, that's okay. different. I think if there's a difference between like hecklers and people that are like this is a, this is a type of movie you would want to cheer. It's a superhero movie, right? It's it's yeah. not Pride and Prejudice or something. You know, you're not gonna be like hooting and hollering during that. They so. kiss. Woo! <laughs> or maybe, yeah, maybe. Okay, Mr. Darcy. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I don't mind it with uh, with movies like this, for sure. Oh. Um, so, Batman. what did you guys think of Robert Pattinson as Batman? Oh, you're out the gate. Well, I mean, we you guys Let's haven't mentioned any spoilers, so <laughs> well. So one thing I do want to say, just for spoiler, like, so now we are super spoiling it. And oh, by the way, I, I just want to say, for me. The biggest kind of comparison for this movie is Blade Runner 2049. I almost felt like this was just like Blade Runner 2049. It has that you know, film noir style. It's just spot on where it's really beautifully shot. There's great sound design and it's different. Like with a sci-fi movie, you wouldn't expect that style. And with a superhero right. movie, you wouldn't expect that style. And I, it, I loved Blade Runner 2049. Hardly anybody did. And so that's what I thought I was going to get once I saw the online reactions yeah. of the Batman. And a lot of people enjoy the Batman. It surprised me. Yeah. Yeah, it surprised me too. I was, I was kind of glad. I thought like it would be too niche. Because um, yeah, same thing with 2049. And I saw a lot of people reference that movie. A lot of people said Blade. this felt like Blade Runner 2049, that same kind of cerebral type experience of a film. It's not like you're sitting there watching the bad guy constantly, you know, f- you know, swinging around and, you know, beating people up. Like that happens maybe in like, two three scenes out of the three entire three hour runtime like the rest of the time he's just being a detective and being you know a goth kid so so i was listening to nbr news i know because i'm old uh, i'm getting to that age now uh, and they were talking about the batman and they were mentioning how uh robert pattinson really couldn't capture who bruce wayne was like hmm. he was a good batman but wasn't a good bruce wayne what are you guys' thoughts on that so I don't think he wasn't a good Bruce Wayne. I don't think he was Bruce Wayne. We probably, it's a three hour movie and he's maybe Bruce Wayne for five yes. minutes at a funeral. Yeah. Every other I time that's that he's thing. Bruce Wayne, he's just Batman without his mask off doing research, but he's still in yes. his Batman mode. No, you're, you're exactly right. We he didn't know, get yeah. those scenes. We didn't get those okay. scenes like you do in like the dark night where you go, he's out in the town with the ladies and stuff. You don't right. have like those scenes, the boardroom scenes. You, yeah, you pretty much have him like as soon as he takes off his helmet, like, no, he's still Batman at that point. He's not, you know, Bruce Wayne. So I don't think we had enough of that. But if it were, if it would have been an origin story movie, we would have had that. But this was like boots on the ground. Like we're starting like from like, say, the end of Batman Begins kind of thing. You know, that's where this one starts that year too. Like he's already been on the streets for a while. He's already kind of had a bit of a rogues gallery. So this is like the next step for him. Cool. And uh, yeah, we just didn't get that. But I, as far as him being the Batman, like I think he might, I hate to say this, but I think he might be my favorite Batman. Like wow. the way he acts in the suit with his eyes is just phenomenal. Like I was well, surprised. Like I knew he was a good actor, right? but I haven't really seen him in much. So right, I was, I was surprised. Well, I'm very well done. I'm looking at this picture of him right here. Just, I mean, as our background, if you're watching on YouTube and I mean, he looks like he would be a great Batman. He looks like Batman. I mean, yeah, of course you throw a mask on anybody. They're going to look like Batman, but he, he just, whenever they announced Robert Pattinson was going to be Batman. I remember in the back of my head thinking, 
yeah, okay, I could see that. Like he yeah. he looks like he could fit that that uh that role pretty easily. He's kind of emo, right? He's kind of has that you know mopey right. kind of stance sometimes, and yeah, jawline and, and all that. And the Batmobile. I mean, I after seeing the concept photos of the Batmobile months ago, how did it look on screen? Because I was so excited. To, I, I want to see that so bad. Do we want to dive oh. into that, Trevor, yet? It's a big moment. It's up to you. Oh, is it? Okay. I mean, well, people online are comparing the introduction of the Batmobile to being the greatest introduction of any vehicle in the history of cinema. Wrong. And they've Wrong. also compared it to... The introduction of Thor entering Wakanda in Infinity War, just in terms of scope and magnitude. And I'm like, let, let's pump the brakes. Like, I understand that DC fans, have, they're, they're really desperate for a good movie. But <laughs> not everything this movie did was impeccably amazing and the biggest moment in cinematic history. But they need it to be. <laughs> um, to that point... It was the it was the best thing like of all time. <laughs> um, uh, it was it was definitely my it was the highlight of the film for me. Like it was my favorite moment uh, of the film, like of the big moments, I guess, because there are some smaller moments I probably liked a little bit better. Uh, but out of the the moments, it's a great moment. I mean, there's there's no denying that the whole sound design of it starting up in the darkness is just sublime. It also echoes my favorite scene from The Dark Knight Rises, where the the Batcopter thing ship you know turns on in the the alley you know oh such a great scene <laughs> sorry right once you said bat copter immediately i'm thinking of the old 60s batman and then he's got the shark spray I know. And <laughs> it's so dumb. oh my god <laughs> i shouldn't have fantastic. used the word copter well no the, and here's the thing is like i i am really surprised that people are saying that that's the best intro to a vehicle i i still stand it and you know what i don't care yeah i'm a back to the future fan but the intro to the delorean is probably the greatest vehicle intro to any movie ever so and i'm gonna stand by that until i see this movie and then i'm gonna say it again so well no for me the batmobile it was like i understand the inspiration of being a muscle car but it felt too much muscle car it never really felt like the batmobile like it almost felt like a super souped up muscle car it leads to the amazing chase scene which is one of the best vehicle chase scenes that i've seen on film I, I just the car didn't feel like the batmobile to me like i understand so what they went for to fit in this universe it just I don't know. It was too. So here, here, here's my take on that. I, I agree. I, I see how it's not really like a Batmobile. Like I feel like this is his attempt to make his own Batmobile. Like I think he like doesn't know what he's doing yet. That's it what feels that's like what Matt I love about Reeves this movie. Attempt to make his own Batmobile. I don't know if it's Batman's. Attempt it could to make be. It could be right. Movie. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna disagree with you. But like to me, it didn't feel out of place in this world at all. Like it didn't feel out of place for even a Batman like type movie. Like I feel like the whole point of this movie is a bruce wayne who still doesn't know how to be batman yet and this is his attempt at creating his vehicle like he is a young guy this is the youngest batman we've really had on film so of course you're going to have a guy who's like in his 20s and really wants that muscle car like you know he wants to be that rebel 
and he doesn't quite know what his signature look is going to be with maybe with a Batmobile yet. So it's going to have this muscle car look to it. That's kind of, I don't know, dingier and not quite as defined. So I, for I me, think that fits. it makes sense. It makes, it makes more sense. sense. It would have been ridiculous if it looked like something from like the Batman 89 film. Like that would have been, I would have been like, all right, this is, this is dumb. Oh, but you know, that one's so fun, dude. No, 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 no I, it's more. That's not the point. That it, it doesn't. <laughs> it I, I think how raised the axles are. That's the part I think that gets to me more than anything. All right. So <laughs> you're just thinking, high? you're just saying the, oh, okay. the actual car design. Like it's, there's no, sleekness to it all there's no practicality to it at all there's no way he would have been able to do any of like the car chase scene is amazing but that car is not going to do anything that it actually did and convenient ramp is convenient like i don't know i I didn't like convenient ramp to get over the flaming wreckage no you didn't like that in the dark night either i'm guessing i i don't like i mean part of it felt like final destination like i love me some final destination but i don't know if that is the best inspiration for a Batman movie. Maybe not. I enjoyed it though. I had no problems with it. Well, I looked anyways, it was, it was one of my favorite. It was my favorite. One of my favorite scenes in the movie is the car chase and reveal scene. So. The car chase is pretty great. I just, the car, it, it just didn't feel Batman-y. I, I get what you're saying. I just, I feel like the entire movie, the one thing that him, Robert Pattinson as Batman missed was the stealth, the actual like, being in the shadows type of batman because the car kind of resembles the idea. He must've got shot 10,000 times in this movie. And that's not Batman. It, it, I rolled my eyes at a certain point where he's just taking machine gun blasts over and over again. Oh, and put my arms up. Like I understand he has the super advanced tech of a suit, but Batman should be more assassin's creed where he's kind of taking guys out stealthily in the shadows and not just, Full on getting shot a whole bunch of times and then punching guys. That's that's not really Batman. Mm, I, I I feel like he was in the shadows quite a lot in this movie. There were scenes obviously where he wasn't. You know he had to be like he was dragged out into the light to fight all the bad guys. But there are definitely some scenes where he was hiding in the shadows and he got that one guy in the elevator in the beginning of the movie. And um, the rest of it was really just him being a detective. Um, so I don't know. So okay now I don't know if I, I agree I, with that. I I know at least. A little so bit about the movie. At the very and... end in the Madison oh, okay. Square Garden. Yeah. He literally got shot 10,000 times. In oh, I know. It's ridiculous. It's over the top. I think I get you. I'm just saying, that in other parts of the movie, he was using the shadows relatively effectively. He was creeping like, around. I do like love the, the part in when he comes out of the elevator and they just use the gun flashes to light up the scene. That That's some of the best cinematography and shooting in a superhero movie ever. That was sick. It's more just. Uh, like even the starting fight where he's on the train platform and he's just taking so many bullets. I Like he just walks up, I'm vengeance, shoot me a whole bunch and I'm going to punch you. Uh, that, huh. That's more of a Superman kind of idea. Just shoot me a whole bunch and I'm going to punch you. It's not really a Batman thing. Maybe. I don't know. I bet he shot in the chin. But what if he shot you in the face? What if he shot me in the face? That's a risk we were willing to take. Yeah, you could have. Why did they take they a don't shot? Aim at the chin? Uh, Never no do. Idea. I don't know. That didn't bother me at all. So, well, Anyways, we should probably talk about the movie, though. Not just. I was going to say, let's, I, I'm very interested to hear about who well, the the villain of the movie because I believe it was the Riddler, and I feel like he has the Riddler hasn't had. Is it the Riddler? 
Am I wrong here? They kind of, well, they, they kind of set it up as it is. I mean, yes, in a way he is. Okay. Um, but we kind of learn like that it's all about corruption and it's, you know, Falcone and um it's it basically have you seen the movie Seven? Yes. It's a lot like Seven. And it takes it kind of takes a lot from the Zodiac Killer. So you kind of melt mold those two ideas together and you get this movie in a way. Um okay. so it's all about Batman trying to figure out like you know, who is behind all this? Who's the rat? Who's they, they call it the, uh, the rat with wings. Who's the rat w- with wings. El rata, whatever it was called, ratatata. I don't know. Some Pokemon character They have to find some Pokemon character. Wait, <laughs> <and> capture him. <laughs> That's what it sounded like to me is El- the, that ratata. It's because it's in Spanish and it's the whole sequence of El or La and Penguin has to make a whole, how do you guys not know the difference between El and La? That was a great Wait, scene. so penguins it's in this movie scene. too? Yes. yes. So I would say for me, Paul Dano is the Riddler, and Colin Farrell is the Penguin, are probably the best parts of the movie. Like I liked Robert Pattinson as Batman, but I thought they did an amazing job as villains. They did. They're so good, so good. Um, yeah, especially Colin Farrell. Like he just embodies the Penguin. Oh, like the whole was, look, the feel. He gets the totally lost the... into the role. Yeah, he does. It's great. Fantastic. Wow. I don't know if that's a fat suit or if we actually got that fat for the role, but man, that was good. That was good not, stuff. Not his first villain role either. He was bullseye in what was it? Electra or whatever. Yeah, One of those forgettable movie. Yeah. 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 Uh, yikes. Indeed. I remember him in there because he had that stupid bullseye on his forehead and it was yeah. goofy as ever, but yeah, it was. I actually yeah. thought he was pretty good in that movie too. What was daredevil? That's what it was. Yes, the first one is. I can't yeah. remember if it was the first one or the Electro one, but in one of those he was. Anyways, um, yeah, they were both good. Dano was good. Um, I kind of wish we saw Dano more out of the mask. Like we don't really see him without the hood until like the third act of the movie. And I think that it would have benefited more seeing his facial expressions. Like he does a really good job with that. Um, he's like one of the most unique actors we have in Hollywood. So it would have been fun to actually see his face more. Um, so hopefully we will in a sequel, but for right now, you only got his face for a little bit, uh, especially in that interrogation. There's an interrogation scene, which is phenomenal in this movie where he is talking to, uh, Batman and Batman at this point in the movie is afraid that his identity is going to be revealed. And the subtlety between the two actors in that scene is, uh, that's pretty good stuff. That was one of the things that I caught on Twitter was people were posting screenshots of the Dark Knight and that scene that you were saying and asking, well, which which one's better? Actually, was it you, Prague, that posted that? No. no? Okay. Someone posted, uh, what interrogation scene was better? The one with Joker and Christian Bale or the, two the Batman? Different, two different scenes. Yeah, very I mean, obviously they're interrogation scenes, but the whole tone and they're they're both great for different reasons. There's two it's different the placement within the films because, like Joker and Batman and Dark Knight already have kind of, I wouldn't say a rapport, but they have an understanding of who each other is. This is really the first time Batman is talking to Riddler. Okay, and so it's like the Riddler has this whole idea of he thinks he knows Batman, and Rob Pattinson's like doesn't want to be the person that he thinks he knows. Like right. he doesn't want to admit that he's right. And it's, it's a really fun kind of excellent exploration in that. 
It is. Cool. It's a good scene. I mean, I, I guess we could spoil the aspect of that scene. Like the whole yeah, idea might is as that well. That, like, I mean, this is spoiler. So yeah. it's almost as if like everything's going to be pointing to Batman being Bruce Wayne, right? Um, you're getting all these clues. That's and at the, the very spoiler, end, everyone. Batman is Bruce Wayne, <laughs> right? Wait. In case you didn't know. <laughs> Wait, the kid where is the kid? The kid where his parents got shot in the alley? Yeah, I yeah. Know, yeah. The same. Oh my he's Batman. How did when? Okay, the whole okay, time. Hold on. Hold on. The Since time. the '60s. Yeah. Oh my. Always. God. Anyways. Crazy. The thing is, obviously, you know, Robert Pattinson thinking, oh, gosh, he figured me out. Finally, someone figured out that I'm Batman and it's over. Like, I'm going to be done. Like, as my whole gig as Batman is over. <laughs> and then it's revealed that um, that the Penguin didn't know that he thought that Bruce Wayne was just this corrupt uh, politician like everybody else in the city. Didn't realize that he was actually Batman. So it was a great it was a great scene between them and that. And he goes crazy. Like the uh, Paul Dano's character just goes absolutely crazy. It's fun. The eeriest part about his portrayal is just how it really resonates with some crazy person in today's era doing, because he does like these online video posts to kind of, oh, look at the stuff that I've revealed, all the inner workings of things. You know, it's like, like anonymous. Conspiracies. Yeah. yeah, the conspiracy theory things idea. He nails that crazy guy and he has all these like gun nut dudes who subscribed and watched to him and call to arms and show up at his bequest. I mean, yep. it's a little eerie how you could see it happening. That's creepy. It's not like some fantastical Riddler wearing a bright suit, a green suit with all these question marks on. It's like, I could see some crazy, like we've been pretty fortunate in our reality that most of the most evil people we know aren't, super geniuses God. <laughs> like they are in movies we've been pretty fortunate let's hope someone doesn't come across yeah I'm hoping people with intelligence wouldn't be that evil to begin with but <laughs> right. well here here's the thing like in in this like in and probably in most you know movies like the, the villain doesn't think they're a villain right like uh the penguin the penguin sorry the uh the riddler he thinks that he's doing the right thing because he's unmasking and in, in a way, he is right. Like, he is unmasking all of this corruption. Like, in, in, a, in a way, he is the hero of the story, which is kind of weird. Like, so the one thing, and I was I meant to say this at the beginning, um, the, the reason why I like this film so much is that Batman is fallible. Like, he messes up this entire movie. He just keeps messing up over and over again because like, he's still new. He's still a new Batman. He doesn't quite so, know what to do. And it's great to watch him fail and watch the here the, the bad guy kind of not he won, but not by the right way, if that makes sense. I think for that, though, that's my main gripe with the film is that, you know, there's always the saying, oh, you may have won the battle, but I'm going to win the war. I feel like yeah. Batman could have won one battle. He literally fails every single time. Like but, not even one no, time yeah. is he successful. I think one time would have been cool that he stumps the Riddler one time. He saves one guy from getting killed. I don't it think so. Because then like something. it's like it's like if Rocky won at the end of Rocky, like it wouldn't have had that same effect. You know, it's not about winning over those things. You know, it's not about winning the, the big fight. It's about uh, discovering what your purpose is. Like going the no, distance Batman and realizing won, that he... He should have saved one of the corrupt... Like the corrupt DA. He saves him. He still fails... Um, from dying the, or something? Getting exploding and all the... I don't know. Getting flooded and stuff. I still think he fails over and Riddler... Because Riddler won. 
He did, and I like that. I actually kind of enjoy that about this I, I film. I think he can win with Batman still saving one guy. I don't know. I don't think I would have liked that as much. I don't think it would have been as dark and meaning as meaningful. That's me. That's just me. And you so, might be right. I guess, Maybe it wouldn't no, be. The problem I have there is at the very end, they introduced Joker. And yeah. we, oh, this is Batman learning the ropes. You know, he learns that he doesn't need to be just vengeance. He needs to go a better b- way to do things. But right. there's some form that he's captured Joker. They can argue, oh, this isn't the full-on Joker. Then you shouldn't have put him in a Supermax Arkham facility. He can be in a regular prison. That's totally fine. But there's right. no way he's in a Supermax Arkham facility if Batman's not the one who captured him. That's why I feel like this Batman shouldn't have failed spectacularly. Either you don't introduce Joker, just introduce mm. him in a regular jail cell, or don't my, introduce my- him at all. My rebuttal to that would be, and I haven't seen the deleted scene that everyone's talking about because apparently there is a deleted scene with the Joker early on in the film where they talk. Um, we don't know the circumstances that got Joker into prison um, or into Arkham. So it could be that the the Joker wanted to get caught for some reason or did something so bad and let Batman get him. Because I think that his whole ploy as the Joker is to have this rogues gallery surround him and be his like court you know, and take over all of Gotham. Like he doesn't want to just, you know, be out there on the streets. Like he's going to find all of his best bad men and women inside of Arkham Asylum. That's where he's going to gather his troops. Like that's me as, as if I were to be the person writing this narrative, say for future movies, I would have the Joker be doing that. That's Do how I would really, see it. I'm not trying to just see the Joker? understand that Prague, but it's, it's giving credence to, I don't know if the narrative portrayed on screen conveys that that, that's no that's, no, you're it's right more like i can assume things all i want but they right. still the director and the writers gave me a specific storyline no i agree i mean he had to trim some fat somewhere and i think he i don't know if it was his decision or warner brothers to cut that scene but that would have maybe helped i, I agree uh, that scene unfortunately I, or, yeah. or just not show him at all like i don't know why they i feel like to not show him at all him. or even I agree. just I agree. in a different cell I just feel like a different cell would have worked if you want to just do yeah. it in a F. Who played Joker? Um, I looked at him afterwards and I couldn't place him. Okay, no, so it wasn't like he brought Jared Leto back or anything like that. Oh, no, it's not a no, big no, name, no. for sure. Okay. But he's definitely been in like smaller like roles, like, you know, gotcha. character actor type of guy. Guys, on the tape of my tongue. Anyways, all right. It's all right. If he's a small actor, then I'm not. He I mean, he had a, a really good Joker laugh. He, he, I'm really intrigued to see him as Joker. I just and his face was messed up. Oh yeah, he had the full on. Oh, he's gonna look scary. Already. Yeah, he's gonna look creepy. Nice. So, yeah. So, so the sequel to this is gonna be pretty amazing with the Joker. Then, if, if the Joker is no gonna be in the sequel or assumed sequel, right. Hmm. This could the be only a thing, movie like Joker. It could be. Now, the only thing we do have confirmed is a TV series. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have a TV series on HBO featuring um, Arkham Asylum. That's all we know. Interesting. I'm okay. guessing that there's going to be a sequel, Greenlit, because the director really wants to make a sequel, and this is making a ton of money. Oh, yeah. No, so all kinds of points, it's, yes. It's just not fully guaranteed. Right. It's not Greenlit yet. Um, so there are there's a, there's a lot to talk about this movie still. Um, so <laughs> the other main character in this is uh, is Catwoman. So we have Selena Kyle back, and she's kind of like you know the number two here. Uh, what did you think of her portrayal? I I kept thinking of Anne Hathaway because Anne Hathaway was such a throwaway, unpurpose 
point to be in Dark Knight Rises and it kind of distracted me. Yeah. And I feel like this is more of the root of what Selena Kyle would be. I just feel like there was too much of an assumption when Batman first introduced or in, is introduced to her where he just kind of like fully is aware that she's not up to no good. Right. Like we should have got more of her literally being up to no good. Like he's like, Oh, I assume the best in her. As soon as I see her, I pegged her. She's a good person. This is just a bad circumstance. We're just going to talk this out and be best buddies. Yeah, I agree. There's, there should have been more of that too. Yeah. Oh, well. Uh, but I, I do like her, I guess. Um, I thought she once did really they set great. It up, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Once they set up, they, I, I really enjoyed their fight scene that they had when they first meet and she's like robbing mm-hmm. the, the guy. Um, I just like the, I just like the architecture. I just, the architecture is fantastic in this movie. It's really oh, great. speaking oh, of the architecture, oh, oh. I didn't know that Wayne Manor or that the Waynes bought Hogwarts. I was amazed. Oh, they, I great, was like, huh? oh, look, we're in Hogwarts. This is the main hall of Hogwarts. I know. This is so happy. I'm like, that's great. <laughs> yeah, they, they shot a lot of this in Glasgow, I guess. So that makes sense why a lot of it is going to look like Hogwarts. And uh, I was fine with that. I'm like, this is my gothic so Bathman. It was yeah. funny. It was very, very much Hogwarts, that's for sure. Um, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed that fight scene. And yeah. What do you think of Andy Circus as Alfred? It was fine. I, I honestly, I don't think about it much because there wasn't much to think about. He wasn't in the movie that much for me to like. I at this point, we've had so many, so many Alfreds and so many different takes on Alfred that I, Alfred's kind of like I don't really care at this point. Like I care about the character, I guess, but I don't care enough to plays Alfred. If that makes sense. I just felt like it was out it was of fine. place. Like he kind of was. He looked just like he does as the villain in Black Panther, and he does. Yeah, it just it didn't fit as Alfred. I I don't know. Yeah, he's just, you know, he's the friend, the director. So, of course, he's going to be in the movie and maybe he should have been a different role. Yeah, now I yeah. It up. I, I, he was out of place. Yeah, I just I didn't I didn't hate it outright. But, yeah, it I wasn't working for me either. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. Yeah, I was like, all right, it's kind of gruff. Like it, it was almost like he was trying to be the Alfred that was on Gotham. But I like that Alfred better as Alfred. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know the actor's name, but I like him better. Is that that same type that like I'm the rough, tough Alfred that you know protects the family and beats up the robbers, <laughs> you know, versus the old school <laughs> butler that walks in like, oh, hi, do you want a crumpet, Bruce? <laughs> it's time for your nap. Like yeah. Michael Caine, or like Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Yeah, <laughs> he was a pretty good Alfred. He was a good Alfred. So yeah, that's what I thought about that. Um, I don't know. I still think my standout is the penguin. I think he might be him and him and Pattinson as the Batman um, in that role. So I really like the outfit too. So see, I can't stop picturing Danny DeVito as being penguin. Like, the first time Colin Farrell talks, it's like he's impersonating Danny DeVito. He loses that. But like the first two lines, I'm like, <laughs> what are we doing? And then he drops that completely. It's like this weird. I don't know how they did the filming order of that, but that was that was jarring. <laughs> yeah, maybe that was his first day on set. He's like, I have nothing to reference this by. Oh, hold on. Let me watch uh, Batman Returns real quick. Um, yeah, I kind of caught that a little bit, too. But yeah, he, he gets out of that pretty quick. So yeah, it's fun. It's fun watching him kind of be like in the background, like he is because he isn't the main villain in this. This time mm-hmm. he's just kind of like that guy in the background waiting to uh, take the top spot. So the power vacuum. But yeah, yeah, Carmine Falcone, like he's always kind of referenced. This was probably the biggest we've seen him in film as a main character, mm-hmm. which is nice because he's a pretty big character in the comics. So it'd be nice that they actually 
you know, showed it. It would have been nice if he had at least like a few movies before they offed him. <laughs> yeah, they kill him, by the way. So would have been nice um, to have had because it would have been more impactful to have that moment. Um, like in the comics, it was a big moment when they revealed that Catwoman was his daughter. And in mm -hmm. this, it was like just it just happened. It was like, oh, OK, <laughs> like it would have been more exciting to see this kind of play out over a period of time. Like if this were like an HBO show that went on a few series or something, that would be kind of fun. So it always At comes back to that. wanting to show like three hours is a long movie and there's yeah. still only so much you can do in three hours versus eight hours. If you have just an eight episodes, like eight episodes is not even that long of a TV show. Yeah, that's true. I want to see this movie. I do. I, but I don't want to <laughs> sit three hours through it. <laughs> there, there's a few parts you could probably like, as I'm, I was like, you know, I probably could have went to the bathroom, but it's too late. Cause I'm thinking about it now. <laughs> yeah. So what did you think of them making Martha Arkham? So that, that was a weird decision. No, because that's pretty accurate to the comics. And uh, a lot of people were kind of weird. Of comics and it, more recent runs of comics. It is. And the people were kind of weird about it. I remember when I read that, too, I was like, this is crazy town. <laughs> but uh, OK, uh, it's fine. I, I was, it's something that I've gotten used to, I guess, at this point. Um, it is kind of a weird thing. I think it's kind of like what they did with, um, I think it was the spectacular Spider-Man series with Andrew Garfield, where they had like, they had to have the backstory for um, his parents, you know, and their underground operation and stuff like that's what they did with his parents um, more recently in the comics. It was like, Oh, the Waynes were actually, you know, all this stuff and they were doing these things. And I don't know. I think, I think it's handled better in the comics for Batman than it was in the Spider-Man films where they tried to make it that. So. Mm -hmm. we'll see we'll see where they go with this if they do decide to do the court of owls which is another storyline that people want them to do in this i think they'll help shine a light more on that and that could be fun but to throw it in this movie was kind of like too much it was like oh we could have left that out honestly i mean just, just a quick correction it was the amazing spider-man with yeah i know it's one of them one of the one of the garfield yeah, you, movies you said the fantastic so it was just just so we don't get comments saying the prog guy doesn't know what he's talking about. That's one of those. I mean, I guess they're parents in both of them. So whatever Spider-Man one it was. I mean, it just lends itself into the majority of this movie is exposition. That, that's what I meant about hand-holding. Like, this is a detective story that doesn't let the audience guess at anything. They're like, hey, audience, this is exactly every single detail you could possibly imagine from this case given to you through dialogue. It was a little much. It was a little much. And I agree. And I was excited to see a detective hour. movie, but it was, yeah, a little much handholding for me as well. Especially because okay. all the times that Batman figured something out, he would just say it. They didn't show any of his thought process at all. He would just, oh, I solved the riddle. I figured out everything. And, but then we're going to explain everything after the fact. Yeah, it's not like back in the day in the, the original TV show. He says, oh, gee, Robin, what do you think this means? And this and this, and he solves the whole puzzle. And it was just like he gives a look to the screen. He looks back at the, at the cop and goes, it means this. <laughs> okay. He figured now, it out. With this Batman, though, do they give any, like, any kind of background of why he's such a good detective or anything like that? Or is it just... I mean, because it seems like if this is a detective movie and... I mean, does he have any kind of background in being a detective? Like, what well, he's makes not a particularly good detective? So he right. must learn on the job. Okay, 
Okay. That's what I'm thinking. Like, I, like this is too, like, he's a terrible detective. Literally, he's a step behind the Riddler the entire film. Yes. At the very climax of the film, when the Riddler is talking about, oh, I set up these trucks to blow up the wall so the, the seawall so the ocean comes in and floods the city. I thought that was a vision. I didn't think he was actually successful. I thought he was detailing how it would go down because I've seen that mechanic right. in movies so many times and it actually happened. And I'm like, he was a step slow. He's a terrible yeah. detective. Yeah. And so he must okay. become the world's greatest detective because he certainly is not now. He's well, probably the, one of the yeah. world's worst. It was the penguin, the penguin that even, makes fun of it too. He makes fun of them, right? He calls them, oh, aren't He's you like, the oh, world's greatest world's detective. Greatest detective. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. Um, but please remember this is, yeah, this is still early Batman. It's going to be him trying to figure out how to be a detective. And we also don't, this also isn't the, the origin story of, of him. So we don't know like what his dad taught him or what any, what anything okay. else that he yeah, was that doing. Makes... Like, I'm like, I'm assuming that he, as soon as his, his parents were killed, he was after the why. So I'm assuming he spent like a long time, you know, learning how to be a detective at some point. You know, trying to figure out the pieces, and in this, um, it seems like Alfred is pretty good at that kind of stuff too. So it's possible that Alfred taught him a lot of his detective work. And okay. it also so. just shows how money can let you play at being a detective. Oh yeah, yeah. Being a billionaire helps. <laughs> saying that, that technology, because I don't know how many people died in Gotham when that seawall came in, but I'm a sure lot. <laughs> most did, and then the people left in Madison Square Garden. The new mayor gets shot. And then she's yep. literally in that water that just washed through the whole city. She died instantly, or she got some <laughs> horrible disease. You have an open wound, a bullet hole. I was thinking water the same that thing. The entire city, I saw her with the dirty, nasty city. Water's up to here. <laughs> she I'm did. Like, There's no way you're still alive. <laughs> That's some there infection. She was, they don't have end. cures for that. <laughs> oh my. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> but she's still alive, of course. Yeah, doctors oh, wow. chime in. I know we've and got some doctors also, that she listen. She just has a sling. She got shot in the stomach, and for some reason, she has a sling. I don't know what the sling helps when you get shot in the stomach. <laughs> she took it like a champ. What can I say? <laughs> also, she's able to swim and like leap over scaffolding, even though she was shot in the stomach. I haven't been shot in the stomach, but just after coughing for like a week, being sick. My abdomen hurts like hell. I couldn't imagine getting um, shot and then jumping over scaffolding. Just working from home for the last two years, I can't get over scaffolding. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> just give me a moment. I did like that scene though, Lee. Like, but besides that aspect of it, I did like the cinematography of that scene oh, with him flare? and the flare with the flare gun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh man, that was like some great Capullo artwork. If you're a fan of uh, the Batman comic books, he's one of my favorite artists, and a lot of his work in that series was that kind of stuff. Was there hints of any other like heroes in this movie, like Superman and all that kind of stuff, or right. even like Robin? No, nobody. Uh, even yeah. even Robin. I mean, the fact that we that family or anything like that. Yeah, this is like on the heels of Justice League and like Birds of Prey and all the like. Oh, it's fully standalone, just like Joker was. Okay. Yeah, this is not in that same universe. So no. Cool. There's just thing as superheroes or anything like that that we know of that I heard mentioned at least. I mean, that's what was so good about this. It's not a superhero movie because Batman's not a superhero. He's, right. It's like, don't make him one. Right. Like, make him the type detective. <laughs> and so, yeah, they, they do a really good job in that. And that's why it zags when you expect it to zig. 
but you mentioned beautiful shots and we do like to joke about cinematography but the shot where penguin looks through the upside down car and they flip the camera and his bet his literal cape is blowing and he's standing with flaming wreckage behind him was one of the best shots in comic book movies of all time it was oh. so cinematic oh so because the something... one thing that he does so well is he mounts the camera on the vehicle. So you get the point mm -hmm. of view of the vehicle. So the vehicle at that point is upside down. So you get the whole, the vision of it. And it's also, they use the rear view mirror as well to get this back mm -hmm. and forth between the rear view mirror seeing it. So good. Yeah, uh, and shout right. out to him. If, if you like that, that's that car chase scene and the, the look of this film, like please go see his uh, remake of Let the Right One In called Let Me In. Um, very similar color palette in that film and there's a great kind of car chase scene in that as well where he does the same thing where he kind of goes inside the car and you kind of see it flip around it's fantastic like when i saw that for the first time i was like i'm a fan of this director i will watch wow. whatever he makes <laughs> so yeah yeah great really cinematography shots. yeah and then it also shout out to the riddler he must have watched the saw movies at some point because there were some jigsaw-esque things that he created <laughs> Oh yeah, he's gross. Yeah, he's disturbed. <laughs> he is this disturbed human being. Or Matt Reeves is either case. Some uh, was it the guy? Was it that bomber guy in that Netflix series where they put the the thing around his neck and then it would blow yeah, his head that, off? Yeah, the Pizza Man delivery guy. Pizza Man, that's what it was. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Same thing here, and he blew up. <laughs> in this as well. Wait, is this yeah. gory? Is this a gory film? They don't show it, but yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, they don't. There's stuff that happens kind of off screen. So, gotcha. but they well, it leaves it more fraction he makes. Yeah, like sure, literally, you could see the little Billy coming, like wheeling on a tricycle, and John saying, "Okay, you have sixty <laughs> seconds. You made terrible choices in your life." <laughs> yep, because <laughs> it's all about guys being corrupt, and like again, the Riddler. <clears throat> He has the right idea. He just doesn't believe in the justice system. So he puts justice right. in his own hands and kills people. And that's obviously villainous. But still, the entire city of Gotham is so broken. And it shows just that how much of an uphill climb Batman has. Yes. <laughs> it's only going to get worse now that the flood happened. So be fun. <laughs> the city is, I think the city's beyond repair, but Batman is stubborn. That, that's the main thing we yeah. learn. Um, any other favorite scene? I know we're going a little bit long on this as well, but uh, any other favorite scenes? If you don't have one, I have one. Yeah. Like I just, I really enjoyed the just funeral scene. Slipped out of my hand. Yeah. Yeah, but the, yeah, the whole funeral scene is fantastic. Um, so he goes to the funeral um, for the was it the mayor, the DA, DEA? I can't remember. I think it's the, the mayor. The yeah, mayor. Yeah, sorry, that's right. In the beginning yeah. of the movie, the mayor dies uh, by the Riddler. So he's at the funeral for the mayor. That's where the, the, the DA comes in with the trap on his thing in a car. So you're in this funeral. There's no sound or anything. You keep hearing this loud sound from outside, but you never get shown what's coming. You just keep hearing it, and you keep hearing people like yelling from behind in the back of the church, and then it gets louder and louder, and people, everyone starts turning up and getting crazy, and then out of nowhere, a car plows through the, the middle of the church and almost kills everybody. Fantastic. Oh my god! Yeah, fantastic. Oh, it's nice and great It's jarring. Yeah, it's because you, you, if you had known what was coming, you'd be like, "Oh, okay, I know what's coming." So you're not gonna be as, as shocked when it, you know, a car plows through. That's why church. I do this podcast, so I get spoiled. That's right. Sorry, hey, you didn't watch it. Um, but also, another, just uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In that funeral scene, that's that's the first and pretty much only time we see Bruce Wayne. 
And that's when he still has his Batman hat on where he's just walking by people and he suspects everyone's the Riddler. Yeah. He's just giving everybody side glances. And he's then on the job. The he looks up and they have that awesome, like, uh, the lights Yellow behind effects. the guy. So it's yeah. completely, you can't see who's in the foreground. It's all completely washed out. And I'm pretty sure that was the Riddler. Yeah. Stand there in the middle. But one thing they did well in this, because a lot of people had complained before the movie came out and said, oh my God, we don't want to see, you know, Batman's parents die again. We see them get shot and killed every time. And like, this is the first one where we don't get to see them get killed. And instead we have a kind of a similar situation. I'm like, almost like a play on that where this boy, his, his dad gets killed, you know, the mayor and yeah, Bruce keeps mayor's looking thing. at him as if it was him. Like I remember he's like, look at this boy. Like that was me. Like this is what I had to go through and it's still happening. Like I need to do something about it. It was really well done. I think rather than having to revisit, you know, that same scene. Yeah, right. we know. <laughs> right. It's, it's like, like yeah, Spider-Man jumping it. past Uncle Ben. We, we got it. Exactly. Yeah. It's kind of a fresh take. Speaking of jumping, like I also liked that Robert Pattinson runs to the top of the building. He escapes the police, and then he's at the top, and he's afraid to jump. Like you can tell that he hasn't done he this. Doesn't, before, yeah, he's like, or he's maybe done this once before. He's and like, he has I never done it. Squirrel suit, but he gets to the ledge. He's like, oh my god, I'm way up high. <laughs> that was funny. And then he gets us the awesome. flying squirrel suit and fails spectacularly. Hits the bridge overpass. Dude, tumbles to the ground and gets so messed up. There is an audible gasp in our in my theater when I saw that. Like everyone's like, oh, because oh, oh, oh. you, you just don't expect hard. Batman to feel like that. No, he hit that bus so hard. Oh my! Well, God. every time that we've seen Batman's in the past, he's just leaping off buildings left and right, oh, yeah. or exactly. he's kept capturing a balloon that's hooked onto an airplane and flying through the sky or whatever. Right? Dude, that's awesome that they actually made him a little bit more realistic. Yeah, it was fun. It was yeah. fun to see that. That was a fun scene too. It's like he almost kind of flew like a bat, and at some time you watch him like fly past a window. It, it was more like a bat than like a bird or something. Yeah, he's going so real kind of too. How was the score? Gadgets. Yeah, lots of good fun gadgets too. Yeah. Not too many, but a few. Yeah, to your point, Alex. Since we talked about the score last week, I didn't really. It didn't really resonate with me. Like at, once the credits were rolling, I'm like. I can't really, you know, have any kind of internal notes from this m movie. I enjoyed the main theme, like the, his, his kind of main theme, but I don't think there was much else there. Like, I know he had themes for the different characters that I was trying to, like, pay attention to. Like, okay, here's, you know, the Riddler. Here's, you know, Catwoman. Like, I kept trying to perk my ears up listening for it. I didn't really hear it. So I don't know if it was just too low in the in the mixing for me to to notice their themes. Um, that's not a bad thing or a good thing. I mean, a lot of this was uh, pretty mm -hmm. silent. There were like a lot of silent moments in this film uh, that didn't use the score, um, which kind of made the more bombastic moments where you know Batman is being Batman and vengeance uh, kind of punch. I just wish there was more of that. You know, more of those kind of moments because I really do enjoy the main theme. I thought that was kind of mm -hmm. punchy and fun. Just more of that would have been nice. Cool. Yeah, so. and then what did you guys or what probably what did you think of Jeffrey Wright as <laughs> Gordon? Oh, I love Jeffrey Wright. He's one of my favorite yeah. actors, so I, I really enjoyed him in it. I um, did too. Yeah, it was fun. It was just funny, like because he was really like more so than any other of the gym, um, other than maybe the TV show Gotham. Like he was really like 
I don't know, like mano a mano with Batman. Like he wasn't like somebody be like, oh, what should I do, Batman? Like he freaking punched him in, in the chest at one point. Like, no, you listen to me. Like, come on, get your head in the game. Like you can tell, like, this is a young Batman. You know, they have a mutual respect for each other. And I really enjoyed that. I think Jeffrey Wright was the right right call for that kind of character. Yeah, they were they were full on partners. And yeah, partners. Yeah. That's like he's awesome. super by the book, especially with everybody else crumbling around him. But they mentioned multiple times that you're like the only person I trust within the whole city. So, so would you guys give what would you give this as an overall rating? Well, Trevor, you said four out of five. Yeah. Four out of five. Yeah, I think I think I would do four out of five. Would be mine. Four out of five batterings. There's yep. some great elements to it. I just there's just a few things that I would clean up and change, but I would yeah. love to watch this again from the comfort of my home and really. Yeah, that'd be nice, right? Yeah, when you want to screen TV, my God, you've got the biggest TV I've seen. It's the home theater system where you get it oh. so it rattles the neighbor. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so that people five floors down know exactly what you're watching and what they're saying. Batman just hit the bus. Exactly. <laughs> like, are you okay up there? Oh, it's okay. It's the movie. Yep. So I recommend it. Batman. If you get a chance to go see it. Yeah. If you if you're definitely on the fence, yeah, go see it, man. It's worth it. Even for the cinematography alone, I think it's worth it. Sound design, all that kind of stuff. It's good. It's it's a really expertly made film, and again, it, it's just that film noir style. Like, there's points where Batman could have stepped forward on the screen. He's like, oh, you know, what? I've seen girls like that around before. This Selena Kyle, I, I knew. Just yeah. from one look at her, she was trouble. And they and could have done the, a full-on film noir. They could have. And they, this is the first time they've really had Batman do his whole journaling, which is something that's really big in a comics. Like, you'll read a comic, and they'll, you'll have full pages of just dialogue of him talking in his journal. And, like, you never see that in a Batman film. And we finally get that in this movie. I really enjoyed that. You could definitely yeah. tell it was a love letter to, like, classic Batman. Yeah. Yeah, he's a big fan. I, I appreciate it as a Batman fan very much. But also, everyone, keep in mind, it's a slow burn. That's probably the biggest thing. This isn't going to be like some over-the-top flying around beating bad guys for the whole movie. This is a slow burn. It's like a detective ideology. Like, There's some really awesome action sequences, but it's not the main emphasis of the film. It's it's not just like two hours of like pretty colors on screen. That, that's not this movie. Nope. See, and that's the... So you mentioned that you felt like this was a lot like Blade Runner mm -hmm. and I didn't like Blade Runner. And I'm like, Oh no, I don't think it's like that. I, I think what you're, I, I know what you're talking about, <laughs> Alex. And it's not like that. It's just visually. It's like that. I think visually okay. Kind of okay. Okay. and the slow burn of it, but it is a, I think you would enjoy this. Okay. I really do. Rad. There you cool. have it. So to everyone listening, we hope you enjoyed. And again, we're celebrating three years oh of our God. podcast. It's crazy. I mean, great hair. <laughs> just just think of all the stuff that we've talked about over those three years. <laughs> Whole lot of garbage. Oh man! <laughs> so Some be sure gems. to stay tuned for what's going to happen over the next year. We're starting off this third year of secondary year strong with the Batman, but what's next? Who knows? Until Yo, then, what we, hey, what are we talking about next week, uh, Trevor? <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about. We <laughs> there talk, it is. We can talk about dark maybe next week. Oh man! <laughs> I just part that series on it. Just go from the dark night to just dark. We drop the night. Yes. I will be very silent during that one too. Great. Glad I showed up. 
<laughs> until then, we hope you enjoyed, and we'll talk to you next time. I right, probably out. I am justice. DeLorean Wolf King. Adios, y'all. <laughs>